Because we were leaving. Because yeah. we were going to be here right at four, right? Yeah. And we had a beer, and the day we come David out, came he's out, like, he's like, you want another one? Yeah. Well, I mean, he who am I to say no? Can't offer. You're like, just, yeah. I mean, it's beer karma. You can't, you can't turn it down. Yeah. And that was my first uh, Kansas karma. This year. Yeah, this year. I posted, I was like, this is Nick's first time in Kansas. <laughs> Well, this he's year. Been here and he's well, such a fan. True. Yeah, the fanboy. <laughs> I like I love the cans of service I've got, but to finally be here? To be uh, at the source? To, to finally be in the at presence the of oh Courtney's service. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I like like I haven't bowed yet, but it's it, completely it might underwhelming, hey. isn't it? <laughs> you know what? I was a fanboy before you were. Yeah, but I feel like you didn't own it. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Should we introduce the show? What are we doing? <laughs> Welcome to Beer with, with Nigel. There's Nick. I'm that other guy. <laughs> I'm Nigel. Uh, show about hey, what? Congratulations. Bro, you, you got bro, our names look right. Look out the window. You remember Alana put the graphic? Oh, she that's put right. Us in the bug. We're going to service in the bug, in a convertible bug. But you didn't want us to have a convertible bug because I'm like, we now need Now that I look at it, we, we need a show bug, car. I, I feel like we need a show car. car. Get, a, get a wrap. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would drive one of those. They're shitty cars, but I would drive it. I feel like it's the easiest car to parallel park, though. You think? I mean, Is BW really a shitty car? Not small. Mm, I had some experience with one that didn't run very okay, well. You just ruined our chance of getting them to give us a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think BW's listening to this I, podcast. I'm just going to say. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at direoil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. We're, we're here. <laughs> it's Service Brewing Company. And this is our first road trip. Our first road trip really? in a while. Since... June of last year, so almost a full year. We're just waving people out the window now. It's <laughs> really super back. weird. Yeah, I mean, that's, what you, that's what you do. <laughs> We're at Service Brewing, and welcome to the show, Courtney Service. Welcome. Thanks. It's been a long time. The last time you were on, it was you and Bree. Who was on? Was Tony on there? No, uh, uh, Chris. Crane. Chris yep. from Crane. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Chris from Crane. Love that guy. Yep. How you been? Good. Yeah. I, I've been telling Nick, I, I come in, and I'm always looking for you, and I see the employees only door. I'm like, she's probably back she's, there. She's hiding. She's like, like, I think it was like, Nigel's here. She's hiding. <laughs> yeah, someone came in the back and they were like, Nigel's coming in. And I was like, see ya. <laughs> so can However, we say it like, 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 can we say this? Have you, you, you made it through COVID? Can we say that now? I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I mean, so. she's still here. She's right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want to like, are we talking too early if we say, if we act like it's over? No, it isn't. But I think think we i think breweries are through the worst of it at least we we are through the worst of it i think that whole like first three months like it was our one year anniversary and we were like so we're shut down right what are we gonna do and our anniversary is in two weeks so all we did was just package the shit out of everything and it worked out great people showed up it was like at that height where everyone's like yeah. at home drinking during their yeah. jobs and so it wasn't at the like you know, where you start to like pan out because everyone's like spent all their money right. and are getting laid <laughs> off and all that. So it was kind of like great timing for our anniversary. But now I feel like we're starting to pick up. Like yeah. people are co going back out and enjoying the weather and doing all the things they couldn't do for the last year and a half. Well, it, it, it didn't seem like you stopped brewing beer at all. <laughs> Did not. No, wasn't my plan. <laughs> I figured yeah. if I brewed it and I had no one to buy it, I would just put it in a barrel. Oh, no shit. That was yeah, sort of my yeah, strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, what, what, what's the shirt say? If you brew it? If you brew it, they will come. <laughs> shout out to Rodney Beagle, because that's what he said. And if you, and if you, if you brew if you it brew well, well, they will come back. They will come back. Shout out to Rodney. Rest in peace, my brother. Drives me crazy. Anyway. Did, you have to, did you have to use that strategy at all? Was there any that you did, like, no. yeah, I need to barrel this? No. They're in the very, like, right after, it was probably maybe March when you know things were getting really bad that we I, I brewed probably four imperial stouts in a row plus a barley wine knowing <laughs> that i might only be selling it to my barrels for a year right. um, but no we didn't really have to um 
to, to do that. People showed up, people have come in and we actually added 10 taps in the last year yeah. to like just be able to provide a bigger variety. So that when people finally did come back, you knew that they were going to get two flights instead of one. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think the COVID changed the game as far as to goes. Certainly. And, be- and online ordering. Yeah. Because that was, the, that's the, 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 you know, shout out to BKS. Cause you know, you can't get their beer because you know, they were kind of like on the forefront of right. But, you know, when, you know, the, the go live on whatever beers, it was beautiful to be able to just order it and, and, and just go get it. And then, you know, it would get me out of town. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to go, even though I couldn't come in here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come over to Kansas, pick up my beers. Mm-hmm. And obviously you got to buy enough to be like, okay, I, need to, I don't need to come back next week. Give me two weeks. Right. <laughs> so I will say that. I had not had a BKS beer probably in six months until COVID, and I've pretty much had BKS every week since. Well, you know since what? Since they do the pre-order, you're lucky because <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a there was a rant on uh, beer tasting KC about how you can't order the shit. I tried it once. It was at 7 p.m. I went to go order it. It was already gone. You should order it again now, though. No, I know. No, they I'm, have more now. No, like I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't it do up. it again. I just I'm not going to chase the beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. But, but they they have a bigger system yeah, now, yeah, yeah. so it's easier to yeah, get. Yeah, but you like, know, beer karma is real. Yeah, so, for real. You know, yeah. There's been times when I'm at Winshift, and there's a BKS I haven't had, and somebody somebody dropped us off. Who? They're like, I don't know, but it, <laughs> it has your name on it. Cool. <laughs> by by the way, that's, that's, yeah. that's also a shirt coming soon. What's that? Beer Karma. Beer Karma is real. Yeah, it is real. It is. It is real. I feel it. So, you you made it through. Yeah. Your goal for that first year was how many? A hundred beers. Yeah. The first year, my goal was a hundred beers, which we crushed. Yes. Like, I think it was we like one fifty five or some shit. Yes. However. Wow. Okay. Let's just stop there. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I mean, 100 is a hell of a goal. Yeah. To crush it and say I made 155. Yeah, it that's was. That's got to feel good. It, it, and, and, you know, when we had that 100 beers in a year party, it was before COVID. So, yeah. I mean, we were packed and people were just really having a good time. And unfortunately, I actually have hit 500 beers unfortunately like but we're in covid times so right like, but but okay but, but you just had your two-year anniversary yes so your year one goal was 100, 100. you went 155 yep and by two year mm. you've hit 500 yeah no it was a little bit after the a two year bit, okay like okay, two weeks ago i hit 500 <laughs> oh the two weeks ago it was like two plus or minus five. right right <laughs> yeah and i didn't even know it like i went to like post a beer and Generally, our taproom manager was like, uh, we, you know how we thought we were going to hit 500 in the fall? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, in the fall. We'll worry about it in the fall. And she's like, that was it. And I'm like, huh? What, yeah. are, what are we doing? What, why aren't we having a party? But you, what, was, what was the 500th beer? Do you know? Um, it was the Jasmine Sour. Oh. Yeah. Which Nigel has right now. Which uh, uh, I want to use this moment to bring up an important thing. What's that? We're doing this show. Nigel, you did not bring the mystery beer bag. And I am crushed. Soul crushing. No, 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 hold on. Moment. It is not soul crushing. It, I didn't bring a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> this it's is our, true. It's this our first foray out into the wild in almost a year. The in last 11 time, months. The 511? Yeah. 11 50 months. Because last time we did something was a tr- uh, transparent. June for transparent that, yeah, opening. That's been so long ago. Yeah, next time I'll bring all the shit. I didn't know I was supposed to bring mystery beers, man. You're always supposed to bring mystery beers. That's your thing. How are they mystery? Like, do you have them like unmarked? I don't like, know what's coming. No, he what? never knows what the, they're in a bag. Oh, and so then, you pour them. And then, and then they're in brown paper bags. Yep. And I just hand them to him, and he gets to be like, "Oh, this is awesome." So he's he's this always excited when he gets to serve his beer. <laughs> I, I really am. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, Courtney. <laughs> well, I'll give you some mystery I, beers I, to I put get, in your next mystery bag. Okay, I get a sounds little excited. When you can't I let him see though. It'd be a surprise. And it's a service beer fanboy right there well yeah and the funny thing is because prior to this show i spent most of my life with rum and bourbon yeah well <laughs> I, I think she might be a fan of those too <laughs> and nigel's like you need more beer in your life yeah and i said okay mm-hmm. it's been you've been fine so now it's gotten to the point now so we're a year in so my my dislike of sours lasted one episode yeah yeah he didn't <laughs> like sours like for he's like, episode one yeah. what, i don't like what, sours. what was the sour that like 
got you. I think it was one of yours, actually. <laughs> it was either that or um, Alana in episode oh, two or three yeah, yeah, yeah. brought uh, those slushy, weird. Oh, things. those slushies are. They were yeah. like they were like somebody had killed a bunch of Skittles like a and smoothie. put them in a beer and, and pureed them. Yeah, like like here's a beer and we pureed Skittles inside. Yeah. And look at him now. I think it was that <laughs> All and, and one up. of yours that I went, okay, I was wrong. <laughs> There's no wrong with being wrong. Look, look, I'm one of the few white men you know that's going to say I was wrong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that might be true. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> I might have just alienated people, but that's okay. I'm good with it. <laughs> it's, it's fine. You can cut that out. No, no we're not going to. No. We, we don't edit. No, I can't. Okay. The, only, the only time we ever edited Des knows. Des knows our one she, edit she in knows 37 edit. episodes. Oh, wow. Because she, she just got the job at, uh, at, um, at Torn Label. Yeah. She's like, we should probably edit that out. We will just for you. <laughs> We're not going to mention it. She knows. Well, that would have been a long time ago, though, because I remember her at oh, Hip Hop's. Yeah. When she was at the Torn Label yeah. booth. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's, been, she's been assistant brewer there for, what, maybe eight months, maybe? Yeah. It's been a while. I feel like yeah. it's been longer than that. Even. I feel like it could be. That, that was the knows? first time I ever met her. Yeah. 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 She was, I think she was in the teens for our episodes. Yeah, definitely. Well, I love that. She's, she's fucking awesome. And really good I, brewer too. I, yeah. She amazed me with all of the things that she can do. She's so talented does. though. That was the yeah. thing. Plays instruments yeah. and shit. I was like, really? I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of jealousy. In that <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean, look, I love you. Yeah. But your talent makes me jealous. You're not talking about me. You're talking about no. her. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put that out there. No. So I got a question for you. Okay. You're all over the map on, on these beers. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, uh, what's your inspiration for some? Uh, uh, you wake up at night and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I need to make this. Yeah. So that. How I come up with the, the beers that, that I brew is probably one of the most asked questions that I think anyone ever asks me. And it's really not that interesting of an answer. So I drink a lot. And when I have a good beer, or ha- even if I have a bad beer, if I like the idea, I will take it and try to make it better or make it as good as the idea that right. I had. And I think that's one thing that I really like about the the beer world is that mimicking and copycats like it's welcomed like so of course some of the ideas that i have are original but a lot of the ideas i have are because we went somewhere and i had a beer that i either loved or i hated and i was like that is a great idea i think i can do that so it's it's not 100 percent original um so i think some people are disappointed with that answer because it's kind of like yeah, I'm not as cool as you thought I was. But <laughs> look, look, as somebody who has made his entire career out of R&D, which is Robin Duplicate, <laughs> I'm going to say I totally get it, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I have a beer that I think is fantastic, the first thought that comes into my mind is, why did I not make that beer? Oh, wow. Um, or I would be super proud for that to be my beer. Even if it's like a brewery that is obscure and no one's ever heard of it, if I have a really good beer there, I think that, like, yeah. wow, I'd, I'd be happy with this beer. And so if I have a beer that's terrible, but I bought it because the concept seemed great, then I think, oh, I think I can do this better, or I think I can make this work. And so that's sort of it. I also get a ton of ideas from, um, I, I like to cook. That is like a like a, yeah. a hobby of mine yeah. that most people don't really know. Not really bake, it's more cooking. And right. so I get a ton of ideas from cooking yeah. something. And I use a spice that, like I, I used some Vietnamese uh, cinnamon sticks a couple of months ago, and I had never actually tried the difference in cinnamon sticks. And I oh. tried this Vietnamese, it was a Vietnamese d- dessert, and I tried it, and it had this uh, spice and sweetness to it that a regular cinnamon stick all the other cinnamon sticks i've ever used did not have and i was like wow i i've got to use this so a lot of the ideas i come up with come from just cooking a lot for my family or watching food network yeah. or traveling <laughs> so that, anyway. that's what rodney said remember he was like you know he considered himself a 
a a beer chef. Right. That's yeah. What he said. Yeah. He said I'm a because it was chef. all about you know the fla- the layers of flavors, and you know the crazy thing what he would say he would like. I could taste it before I brewed it. Yeah. I was like, what part of the brain is that? Yeah. No, that does not surprise me at all. In in my conversations with Rodney, I feel like that was one area that he and I, we always just could identify. Yeah. Even like the first time I ever met Rodney, he was just, he had just started brewing at Big Rip. Oh, yeah. And he was like brewing on like a cooler in the back, like his homebrew <laughs> shit in yeah. the back. And I remember talking to him about it. And I knew just like from that moment that he understood flavor in a way that a lot of people, a lot of people don't. don't get. Yeah. And so we could, we didn't even really have to talk about it. Like I could just try his beer and I would know what he was trying to do or where he was coming from. And I think that's it's pretty cool and pretty unique. No, I mean, I say it all the time. We've talked to people from all over the world. And we always shout you out. You know, you got a lot of, got a lot, a lot of love on our show. You know, because first, you know, first and foremost, most people we talk, talk to around the country, there's no female brewers. Yeah. And certainly not two or three or four in one city. Yeah. Whether it be assistant or, or, or mm-hmm. you know, and people are fascinated by that. Yeah. You right. know, because, you know, the one thing about our city is, which we've learned over the last year, there's a lot of cities... They only have female representation in drinkers. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of female beer drinkers in Kansas City. There you, are a you lot. You got plenty. Of, there right. are a lot of female drinkers at service. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and they know yeah. their shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So why, why, why is that? What have we done that's different than other market areas? Well, I mean, I think you, you identify with what you see. So if you have more female brewers... You're gonna have more female drinkers. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's just how I guess I feel about it. That like we have, I feel like I have more female drinkers probably than any brewery in Kansas City, and it is because I'm a female brewer. Right. So they come in, they feel comfortable. Yeah. Also, I think to some extent I can understand what they want and what because I'm a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a, a different sort of perspective. Yeah. I, I will say, Kansas will that City, make will that make a difference, Nigel? If we have if we have more black brewers, will we get more black drinkers? I mean, because you've said on the show several times, you know, that you're a lot of times you're the only one. You know, you know, Nick. I think I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's a, 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 a an issue of of awareness and being introduced to it. You know, I think as a white person, everything's accessible, right? It's just there, you know. Yes. Whereas as black people or Asian or, or gay or, you know, Latino, it's, it's not positioned in, in a way that, that you, you can identify with it, you know. And, and, we, and we use this example all the time, you know, uh, shout out to the Maters over at Alma Mater. You know, that's a, that's a Latino neighborhood. Yeah. But there's nobody Latino in there, you know. Which is unfortunate, but I think my perspective for brewers, I know you're busy running a brewery, but on some level, we as a beer community do, 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 do some outreach. Yeah. And we've talked about this for fucking three years yeah. of doing some things where other people can experience what the hell is going on in Kansas City because when you get a taste of it, you're like, oh, shit, that's some... I didn't know that. I didn't know that was down the street from me, so I think that's part of it. But it's hard. You know, we talk about this. It's hard to put it on you, or put it on Rodney, or put it on Mac, because running a brewery is a fucking. That's you want to wrestle a bear, open a brewery. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I feel like no matter what your industry is or what the businesses that you own, if that's something that you feel passionate about, you find time for it. Touche. So, for example, when we hire a food truck during, you know, June, I'm hiring a gay or lesbian right. food truck driver. When we're hosting a Juneteenth event where I'm selling Black is Beautiful beer, right. I'm finding a black food truck owner. Like, I feel like at some point you have to be deliberate about your partnerships. But do you think you have um, different sensibilities because oh. because you are a minority being gay, where a lot of the guys are not. 
Absolutely. You know, yeah. and, so you know. But yeah. is that just the? Is that just maybe that? Us straight white guys don't know. Like, like we don't realize. We haven't been told we should have that responsibility too. Uh, I, th- I think. I think if you, if you polled all the, I mean, like, like you said, brewers, when everything's accessible, I you may it, not think about it. I think if you polled all the brewers in Kansas City, they would want diversity. Oh, they want inclusion. No, I, I, I think you're right. I, I, but I, I think, think. But I think my point is, my point is, when, as you said, when it's all accessible. True. You may not think of it right off the bat until somebody. Pops but you know, it, it, it would be like if I if I if I owned a brewery, I have different sensibilities. You have just different sensibilities because we see the world differently because we're treated differently, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you can go about your business and and, and, and ain't shit. It doesn't now, impact you. Now, now, if you decide to make that your mission, mm-hmm. that's a that's a different ball game. Then you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But until you decide and you look around and be like, you know what, I need to, I want to, del- like you said, being deliberate. And being intentional about, you know, what you want to do in the beer community, yeah, you're not going to do anything. Well, and I and I think I, I I think you're right, and I have made it a point in the things that I do to be deliberate about. I'm not very good at it, but I do try to be deliberate about being a voice that can but try in, to in, change intent, a little bit. Intent is intent. Yeah. If you're thinking about it and you're out in the world thinking about it, that that's that's change right there because. You're going to deal with people differently. You're going to view a tap room differently. You're going to you're going to look around and be like, "We're all the we're all it's all, it's all a bunch of bearded white guys. Where's everybody else?" <laughs> I'm going to hide my beard right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, your beard is not good enough to be in a brewery. I'm sorry. No, it's really not. It is not a hipster beard. I do not have a. I don't know that I could do a hipster beard. You also don't have like the curl mustache. You're missing. Is that a thing? Oh, it's gross. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what my wife said. <laughs> She's like, no. He thought I, about it. I'm yeah. like, do you think I could pull that up? No. No, no. <laughs> I didn't even get the question out. No. <laughs> so um, you have a, a female assistant brewer. I sure do, yeah. And that was very deliberate as well, wasn't it? I, I mean, when we started hiring for an assistant brewer, I did not, in my mind, say it needs to be a, a woman. But she, she was the best candidate. I mean, she, she just... If I just looked at, you know, her experience, she was the best one. Gotcha. And, and, and I also think, you know, she's been more than I could have asked for in, assist, in an assistant brewer. I mean, she, she loves beer. She also feels very, very strongly about all the causes that I feel, maybe more so in some of the causes yeah. than I do. And I just, I feel like it's been a great partnership, a great marriage. And I could not have asked for a better assistant brewer than, than Jennifer at all. But it is yeah. interesting to think about the fact that when it comes to the back of house, there is not a man involved. Right. Um, and that is an interesting concept. I mean, women do it better anyway. So <laughs> I'm like, I mean, let's just, let's just put yeah, that out there. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, just as we've seen in the news the last, you know, two weeks with what dudes are doing at breweries. Really? Bloody hell. Come on, come on, guys. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, what's rule number two, Nick? Rule number two? Don't yeah. be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> That's simple. It covers all the things. We have two rules in our world, Nigel. Rule number one. Don't die. Don't die. Rule number two. Don't be, don't a, dick. be a dick. Rule number three, all, four, five. It's whatever See rules number it's one whatever, and two. Yeah. <laughs> or just pick repeat. your own. Yeah. Yeah. Re- 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 rinse. <laughs> rinse and repeat, baby. Drink, rinse your glass, and repeat. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, two years in, as you look back, it's, it's been quite a journey because before he was a fanboy. I don't remember then. I, well, I can't, you, I can't you remember were, a time when I You weren't even into beer when I was chasing her a, around a, a, a at beer festivals. I, the, one of my favorite memories is... We call, the, the, we call that BS before service. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite memories, I was... At Lost Township, the, the, the festival that um, Crane puts on. Mm-hmm. And I would always look for you, and I would always look for a microphone out of, out of Chicago. Yeah. And when I got your beer and their beer, I'm like, my day's done. I'm cool. I can drink whatever, whatever else. I've, I've conquered those two mountains, and, I, and, and I'm good. <laughs> it was, <laughs> where's, where's service at? Where they at? 
I didn't mean that. I loved it. I was, I, it, was, it was just, you know, there's certain things you gravitate to. Like I, on, the, on the homebrew circuit, I love casual animal. Yeah. Um, gosh, who else stood out? I mean, all the, you know, a lot of those guys that came out of uh, ZZ Hops. No, that's one of the things I love the most about the, the sort of homebrew community is that a lot of us are going pro now and you already know them. And yeah. it's so cool to like just have had someone's beer when they weren't pro. It, it's like a, it's just a cool feeling. But, and, and you can be excited knowing they're about to open because you're like, I've had their stuff. Yeah. And, it's great. and I know them as people. Yeah. And let's keep it real. I'm going to keep it real right now. At the brew festivals, you know who's really good and you know who's not. Yeah. Not to shit on anybody, but there's, you know, you got, you got this level and you got the ones you're like. And, you know, and, and a good example is um, uh, Brian Freimiller at Grains and Taps. I used, to go to, I used to go to his house when he was homebrewing, and he, you know, he does really good sours. I'm like, bro, we could sell this shit. <laughs> and look at him now. I mean, Grains, are, I, don't know if, I don't know if you've had any of your beer lately. Yep. They're, I mean. Knocking out of the park. Oh, my gosh. It's, and, they're, and they're so underrated. Yeah. You know, you're well known in the city. No, Grains and Taps definitely is underrated. No, absolutely. If I could get, you know, their, their sour milkshake IPA. Oh I don't God. even like sours. It's not my thing. They're, they're sour milkshake whoa, ideas. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know the story about her and sours? Let's just pause here for a second. Because that's like, you know, at least 43% of what you do. <laughs> it's probably more like 53%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How does that balance out? Yeah. So you I missed st- the story. Go you ahead. did, yeah. I started brewing sours. I, I felt like I had gotten like a good... Uh, grasp on most styles of beers, you know, like some IPAs, some sweet stouts, just various beers. And my wife, she got hooked on sours. And she's like, why can't you brew this? And I'm like, I don't fucking know even where to start with sours. So I did a lot of research and I started brewing sours in our basement. And they were some of the nastiest (laughs) things. It was not okay. What was going now, on? Now, nasty in by the your taste palate, or no? Just anyone. Like you shouldn't. No one should consume what was happening in our basement because I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing, and I was just trying to to make these beers sour. And eventually, I sort of kind of figured out, I guess, the best process to to making sours. And she loves them, so I just keep making them. And e- literally every sour that I make, it is because I want to have her try it and say, yeah. this is awesome. Well, so. look, you got to have that partner, right? Like, yeah. like, like I, but if I one. handed her an IPA, she would be like, this is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if it was killer. Nope. So does she have a favorite? Yeah, so she really, really, really digs the, the, the like, butterflies, which is our sour whip beer. Um, she loves the key lime pie, which we have on right now, the lemon meringue. Right. And yes. her favorite in the first... Yes. The, the first successful sour I ever did was our rainbow sorbet. Yeah. And I remember her suggesting that to me, like, you should do a rainbow sorbet. And I remember being like, how the hell am I going to do raspberry? That might be, be one of the first ones that you brought on. Yeah. It just, it didn't make sense. I'm like, there's no way that can, it can, it can happen. And I remember talking to Rodney about it because he did his Rainbow Road right, right, right. series and they were very similar. And I just remember the two of them talking about how they thought it was possible and i'm just like there's no way you can get lemon lime vanilla and raspberry to all come through like it's just it's not going to happen and it to this day is one of her favorite beers and it it, it will always be a beer that reminds me of rodney just so, because of that So what you're saying is your wife made you a better brewer absolutely <laughs> when it comes to sours and now you know sours are the thing that like when i wake up on a monday and i'm like okay what's my week got the sours are the thing that I stress about the least. Like, it's the thing that I feel like I can do without a lot of effort. Like, it's just, at this point, I've been doing them so long, and we've got our process down so well that they don't scare me anymore. That's funny to me that that's, that's the one you like the least. So do you drink but your it, own but sours, But it's the least though. stressful. I mean, I try them, and I can recognize if they are good or if they are bad. But if you get me to try one, it, if I'm <laughs> getting a beer at the tap room, it is not a sour. <laughs> it's bizarre, is it not? That's, that's so that's, crazy. That's, that's to awesome. Me. 
Who would have thought that? So what is what is the style that you like? I mean, what's what's your go-to? Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, so I love IPAs, which when I when we opened the brewery, I was not an IPA lover. It took time to develop my IPA mm, palate, <laughs> time and effort. But now, if if I had to choose any beer on any menu, it would, it would always be an IPA or a barrel-aged beer. I dig the barrel. You and me both. Yeah. I yes. also am sort of gravitating toward more traditional styles as I sort yeah. of age into my... Yeah, 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 yeah. Not necessarily like age as my own age, but age as a beer drinker. I find Pilsner's more attractive, Whitbeer's more attractive, Hefe's... Yeah. Just those more traditional styles, I can sort of appreciate the technique behind them more. Well, you know, I think there's so many wild styles out there. Yeah. It's good to, to have something that's very simple. Yeah. Like we just had the premium from uh, Alma Mater. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we just had the Kolsch over at Pathlight. Oh, yeah. The, oh, my God. The Kolsch. Was, yeah. 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 simply beautiful. Yeah. Shout out to Tanner over there. That shit was really nice. Um, but, you know, I, you know, even Tony at Windshift, you know, he does. Yeah. He does a... You know, it's that beer you can get anybody on. Oh, yeah. we've got those pills. Yeah. You know, so. Well, you, okay, so you, you said that. But your other big thing that you make are stouts. Yeah. I mean, I like to play with adjuncts a lot. I like to see what Never they Never noticed that at all. <laughs> and, you know, adjuncts are so interesting to me because they are so unpredictable. Like, some of the adjuncts that we have used, I will add, you know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch to a beer. And when I pull it out of the bag, it still looks like cinnamon toast fucking crunch. Right. Tastes delicious. Other things, I will add, you know, a whole bag of Fruity Pebbles, get no flavor. Right. Looks like porridge. So I think adjuncts <laughs> are a challenge in a way that I think is really healthy and good for me. Like, I think I need that. I need that. So Is that is that the foodie part of you that's like just I, loves I think, playing yeah. with those flavors? Also, I feel like mastering it is like a... It makes me feel good when I can figure out, like, okay, that didn't work, so I'm right. going to try something else with it. And figuring out, like, that's the right way to use marshmallow. That's the right way to use that. So it's you're, just, like, you're like, constantly learning, just oh, absolutely. fooling around with, with different things. Yeah. It's just like, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> absolutely. Like, I, I should make, like, a book of, I tried that, didn't work. I tried that, it worked better. Tried that, still didn't work. Tried right. that, worked. <laughs> is, there, is there one of those that you are, right now, most proud of? Marshmallow is probably the thing that I'm the most proud of because I felt like marshmallow was something that was difficult. It was one of the first imperial stouts we ever did was a s'mores stout. Yeah. And I felt like we we did pretty well, but it definitely lacked the marshmallow. It had the graham cracker, yeah. had the, the roast, yeah. had the chocolate, but the marshmallow just didn't pop. Yeah. And I feel like after, you know, trying 95 different iterations of marshmallow, I feel like I finally have kind of... The way it works well with my beers. And that's the hard thing is that you might ask someone, hey, how'd you do that? And they tell you, and A, they might be lying, or B, <laughs> their be beer was more forgiving in some way yeah. than yours is. So what, what, what was it about marshmallow that, that got you to the point where, because I'm with you, it's, I, I'll get a marshmallow beer and you get no marshmallow, right? Yeah. How'd you make that happen what was there some sort of ratio was there a secret because you know it's a, it's, it's a weird it's a weird ingredient it's what tell the, us all I, your I, secrets i don't even know Courtney. what the fuck marshmallow is made out of sugar yeah that's the problem puppy sugar yeah you dissolve it and it literally tastes like sugar so you think okay if i add a shitload of toasted marshmallows to this beer it's going to taste awesome except for that it doesn't dissolve and it when it the part that does dissolve just tastes like sugar so really, for me, when it came to marshmallow, it was more quantity than quality. So I just added a shitload more marshmallow. A shit like, ton? Yeah, like <laughs> go you to. Know what a shit ton is, Nigel? Tell me. It's fifty eleven. <laughs> Basically, go to every high V in Shawnee and Mission and Overland Park yeah, and buy yeah. all the marshmallows. That sounds like Tony going down to the farmers market asking for an ingredient. He's like, I need forty pounds of it. And we're like, what? <laughs> You always need more than what you think. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, I would say so. So it's marshmallow. Yeah, I think that's a hard, hard thing to do. Do you, yeah. have, you have anything that you haven't done yet? You're just like, oh, I think I'm going to do something like that. You don't, don't have to give us all the recipes. No, I don't know that I have anything that I haven't done yet. I think we, you know, when I, when I opened the brewery, I had 10 taps. And I always thought I would have, like, one semi-easy drinker on. 
and it wouldn't be boring. It would be like a cream ale with peaches or something that was approachable but wasn't just a fucking cream ale. And as the brewery has grown, we've added 10 more taps. We have 20 taps total now. We have two that are wine, one that is a root beer. So we have 17 beer taps. And what I've learned is that I want more basic fucking beers. And so that is an area that I am super excited to explore that might seem very boring to most breweries because that's how they start. But for me, I did not start with a basic pills or an ESB. You you did not. So to... Exactly. Is it it that's just something you want to conquer or is that just kind of what you're craving? Yeah. So as a home brewer, I never did. Like when I entered competitions and I entered a lot of them, I never entered traditional style categories. I always entered spice herb or fruit because I could win an adjuncted beer, but I could not win a basic jefe. Like, I just couldn't. And so it's something that I just never did that I'm really enjoying. Also, I enjoy consuming them. So I'm going to ask how much of when you go back and brew is like this self-competition with yourself. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Every year I feel like there's probably eight to ten beers that I'm like, that was fine. I could do better. And so I... I don't even rebrew it necessarily because people liked it or hated it or that it was in high demand. I rebrew it because I know I could do it better about the next time. You're talking about practice. Yeah. So as far as like a Pilsner or a lager, is that something it, you want to do? Yeah. So uh, for our anniversary, we did the uh, pub ale with OSP, which was a... Did I, I must have missed that. Yeah, it was a pizza crust you, beer. You know why? Because I was I was looking at the styles. <laughs> but like, give me all the. I had a flight I, I, of styles. I just got I just got lost at pizza crust beer. <laughs> yes, yeah. So it was actually my favorite beer that we did for our anniversary, and it was definitely the most overlooked beer because. Is there any left? No, there is not. <laughs> if you go to OSP Old Chani Pizza, they have it on tap oh, year round okay. now. Yeah, but it basically is a, a, a an ESB that we use their pizza crust in. And so we took uh, like five ginormous crusts, fully cooked, and we put them in there. So it gives you like this nice breadiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a very traditional style. It is not super exciting in any way, but it is one of my favorite beers that I've ever brewed because it's beautiful. It's super clear, and it tastes just like you would expect it to taste. And those are the styles that I'm really excited to sort of explore. Yeah. And it, I mean, we're not talking about having like – 10 traditional beers right, on right, tap. Right. We're talking like three. Because you know, that, that begs the question. You have people coming in like, what's the closest thing you got to Bud oh, Light? absolutely. <laughs> and, what do you, and what do you put them on? Every single day, yeah. They come in and they say, I like Blue Moon. What should I right. drink? Yeah. What do, you, what do you put them on? So that's why we have those one to three basically easy drinkers. So right now we have a Hefe or a, okay. a Whip Beer okay. or a Pills. And we just call them like the easy drinker lines. Right, right, right. Now yeah. here's, here's my question. I've asked Nigel this before. Do you feel like you're starting them there, but you kind of there's a competition? You want to see how crazy you can get them after you start them out? Like the guy that comes in and says, "I like Blue Moon" or "I like I like my Millers." <laughs> so they ha- the bartenders have like tons of stories about someone that comes in and they're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I like Blue Moon," and so they give them that you know that whip beer and they're like no this is terrible right. and they end on a barley wine or they end <laughs> on some like the purple pineapple and you're like. How the hell did gotcha. that happen? Well, I mean, I got a buddy of mine. He's not a beer guy at all. We're at Trillium in Boston, right? Mm-hmm. I know he loves liquor, bourbon, scotch, whatever. I'm like, I'm just going to give him some barrel-aged shit. He's like, this is beer? I'm like, hell yeah, it's yeah, beer. It is. You know, he had bar- yeah. barrel-aged stout. He was like, oh, my God. Then he had a barley wine. He's like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. People, and, and I think that's the thing about, about beer is that people don't really understand how many things there are that can well look that we, can hook we had you 50 up. years of one lager with different labels <laughs> i mean i mean touche touche i mean that's what was marketed right but but you know nowadays you can go to a grocery store you can go to a brewery it's all over the place right you know you well, know that's what, I'm, that's what i'm saying is i think some of that is just all that was in the market for a really long time thanks imbev Right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why a lot of people started brewing is because they go yeah. to the liquor store and yeah. there was nothing available but, you know, but like macro shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we usually ask people. We haven't asked you yet. I think we probably did when you were on 
with the, the group earlier. That was that was in a different year. Yeah, your, so, your, you know, your first microbrews. That was the year we're trying to forget. <laughs> but if you think about when we all first started liking microbrews, it was kind of the funky stuff. It was the crazy adjunct and flavors that just weren't out there because we wanted something that yeah, wasn't so, that So what, what was longer. your your gateway to craft beer, you think? My gateway in what I actually like drank are two different things. The beer that got me into <laughs> oh. beer was uh, Boulevard's Chocolate Ale. And it was only because oh, wow. I wanted to find it. And I couldn't. And so a friend of mine was like, don't worry about that shit. I made a chocolate beer that's better. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I had his. It was called Coco Loco. Okay. And it was great. I have no idea if it was better than that year's version of Chocolate, Chocolate Ale because right. I didn't ever get any. It was like way... Because it changes. Yeah, it was back when no one could get it right, in the right. beginning. Um, so that was sort of my first like, what the hell is craft beer and why is everyone going crazy for this? But probably the beer that got me to actually enjoy craft beer was 1554 from New Belgium. Well, you... T- <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved did, it. You did. She's like, I, I didn't start off with the wheat beer. I just Hell went with the, I, no. went, I went with the big shit. No. <laughs> you started off super fancy. It was great. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, it. Th- she started pinky out. Oh, no, all day. <laughs> probably. Still, still probably popped. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's a great question to ask people because everybody is, you know, we get some of the same answers, but everybody has a different story. Right. You know, like, like before craft beer. It was premium beer, mm-hmm. you know. It was it was a Michelob with the foil. Your age, yeah. is sh- your age is showing. <laughs> you know what? I'm proud of my age, motherfucker. <laughs> Look, do I need to quote Aaliyah? Age ain't nothing but a number. Or oh, is that too soon? R. Kelly wrote that song. I'm sorry. I, it might be. So, it might be a little too soon. So. Yeah, good lord. <laughs> Whenever I hang out with my dad, he he drinks Michelob Ultra, which is. You know, just so frustrating as someone that the diet, owns a the diet beer of white boys. Yes, and so he'll be like, <laughs> oh, it I thought says, it was he'll say like it says on the package that it is the most flavorful beer, and I'm like, Dad, it what? says that it does. It says do you like ever just look at him like, Dad, do you know what I do? Yeah, he knows. He comes in here and he's like, people buy your beer. I'm like, yes, they buy my beer. Jesus, I do. I do remember your dad when first time I came into this space. And it was nothing in there. They just dug up the floor, and they would do all these uh, supporter Tastings, things. Yeah. And your dad was here drinking your beer. <laughs> he was drinking like the lightest of oh, light. Yeah, he was. But he was also just like, even now, like he'll come in on like a Saturday, and he literally will stand in the corner, and he'll just watch, and he'll be like, "Do you know all these people?" And I'm like, "No." And he'll be like, "You either not your friends?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Dad." <laughs> I can just, I, by the way, I, I picture this like sitcom, Dad! <laughs> yeah, over the bridge, just my but he friends. He doesn't get it. Like, he, yeah. you know, he's not in the craft beer world, right. so he doesn't understand why anyone would. There is life beyond <laughs> Anheuser Busch. Right. It's not even about the beer. He just, he doesn't understand why there's such a following of the craft beer world, you know? And he thinks it, everybody knows everybody, and they do, but they also don't. Yes. And, and the crazy thing is in Kansas City, People think, oh, my God, it's so saturated. I'm like, we are so tiny right now. Compared to other oh. areas that are oh. booming. And, yes. and, 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 and really, if you're going to talk about craft beer, really in the last five years, yeah. it's, been, it's, been the, it's been the growth spurt you know, for, for Kansas City. It's, 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 it's crazy. So you'd say we're in our puberty years. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, not. we're still awkward. But yeah. we're growing fast. De- definitely. I mean, I mean, think about think about COVID. We need to wear deodorant. We, we, we've really talked bad. To, we've talked to people all over the world on this podcast, and talked about breweries that have closed. Yeah. There's not one in Kansas City that's closed. In, in, in fact, everybody's growing. It's. <laughs> it's. It's. Yeah. Just think how many are adding. Like all of a sudden, they're adding restaurant space. Well, I mean, you, you talk adding, about you talk about border expanding, or they're moving to bigger spaces. Uh, uh, um, limitless. Torn label. Torn label. Yeah. Um, I, mean, shit, I mean, how crazy is that? Borders moving. There's already another brewery going in going there. In, yeah. What in the world? Though. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, we're, we're headed hatchet. to a, we're headed to a soft opening. This is yeah, broken hatchet. Um, yeah. Even um, in Grain Valley, uh, Iron Kettle. Yeah. They're in trouble. And, and, and anybody who was in Green Valley the last have 20 years? On. I've been there a couple of times. It is so packed. Yeah. You would think that's why well, it is the first brewery in, in Green Valley. Yeah. 
And his boo system is tiny. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you you need a bigger boat. That's how I felt about Tony at Winship. I'm like, dude, yeah. that solar tsunami, I'd drink it all day, all yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. And so he needs a bigger boat as well. <laughs> you know, and, and, and good on our Kansas City drinkers because they know what's good. And yeah. they know they support everybody. But if you're really, really good, they're going to clean you out. Yeah. They're, they're going to drink all the – Tony can't keep up with solar tsunami. Yeah, no. He can't keep up. I buy it. Does it? All of it. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's all <laughs> He's got me liking hops. That I, He had that Comet Solar Tsunami. Yeah, I don't the, even yeah, like Comet, Comet hops. Yeah. I don't use them, don't like them. Yeah. Give me all that Comet yeah. Solar Tsunami. I'll drink it all. <laughs> drink it all day long. So, so, Nick, this is my favorite thing. So, you know, the, uh, the first family of craft beer, the Kranzes. <laughs> you know, that's what we call them. <laughs> God, I love them. Well, but it's, it's true. I mean, so it has the added benefit. Whether, whether it was um, Together We Can or now... They would show up to the brewery, and yeah, we're picking up this for Genelea, for Courtney, for all these people on the Kansas side. I mean, the orders at, at Together We Can, they would come pick up. I'm like, that event, and we've talked about it before, but that event was crazy to watch people come up and fill their damn trunks yeah. with no. beer weeks in a row. Yeah. No, I mean, there were people coming from Arkansas. They would come and Nebraska, and and, and, and yeah. they would it would be nine hundred dollars in beer. <laughs> the last the last one we did for that two days, I think it was one hundred thirty thousand dollars in beer. Yeah, it was it was it was the most ridiculous, and I don't know why other other cities didn't emulate that. Yeah, and no, I don't either. You know, and you know, and good on Mac because the the the, the coup was when you were able to supply beer to, on the Kansas when side. Kansas mm-hmm. I don't know what he did. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, I but, love Mac. But, he just used his, his smooth talking yeah, and his yeah, good yeah. looks. Like he's a ninja. It's okay. That is true. But the fact they did that, I mean, it was huge. Yeah. And again, like we talked about before, it just changed the dynamic of, of, of the to-go game and the online ordering thing. Yeah. That's never going to go away. No, I don't think it will. I think it's great because I've got beer sitting right now at uh, – at City Barrel that yeah. I ordered on Saturday. Yeah. And I've got beer sitting at Crane that I ordered last Friday. It's perfect. Yeah. I don't have to rush down there and fight you and don't stand, stand in line. line. In the rain. Yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah. Or and and you your monthly Martin City. Early. Yeah. So what? And your monthly Martin City. Yeah, Martin, shout out to Martin City. We need to get them on the podcast. They've got the best beer club ever. You know about their beer club? I have heard about their beer club. $24. Yeah. You get 24 beers a month. Yeah. 20% off of merch. Two for one if you go in, yeah, and 20% off food if you Somebody go in. Somebody told me about there, and I was like, it's, what? I can't keep up. It's my, like a friend of mine that lives in Shawnee that has a beer membership there, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. That, that, my Frigidarian is not big enough. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, mean, no. I mean, literally, when I get it, I just I give half of it away because I'm like, I've got no place to put all this beer, <laughs> but I don't want to not go get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I've still had probably, I haven't drank, maybe I've drank a few of them, but the first is next week. Yeah. So I've got another 24 coming. So right. you, you said your fridge was empty. I was empty of beer. How much? I mean, I'm not going to say empty, but well, empty I, of beer. I mean, how much do you charge for storage? <laughs> for friends. Several, several <laughs> he's beers. Like, he's like, don't count on that beer being, being there when you come I mean, back. Look, I ain't going to make promises, but there's space for you. I'm going to don't, you know, the, the, the next half of the, those 24 is those are yours. <laughs> I have no space. Yeah. I you mean, need another fridge. We, we were talking that's, about that's, that, yeah. Or a bigger he one. He needs an annex. Yeah. Yeah, because we, um, you know, Nick Applegate up in, uh, uh, he just had his one year anniversary, yeah. and shout out to Darlene Dunn, she went up there. I was like, give me some of those. He had like seven anniversary beers. Yeah. She's like, how many do you want? I said, I want all of them. <laughs> so she brought me back seven four packs. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, she just said, Nick, I need one of each. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share them. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, when I posted on, on, on the webs, people were like, are you sharing? Of course I'm sharing. I don't drink beer by myself. Didn't they have like that almond? almond? Oh, my yeah. God. Look good to Lord me. Jesus. <laughs> well, you know what? The Kranzes are going up this weekend. We just want to bring you some of that. Oh, I bet Scott is. Scott? Hey, Scott, if Scott. you're here, I want that almond. Oh, Scott. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Good, good for them. That's a great story, too. Great story. And he's yeah. ingrained in the community, which I, which I love, which you do as well. Because I, I know when you came here, you got a lot of support from, from the city to do this. Yeah. What was that like, just to be 
embraced. No, I mean, when we we live in Shawnee, so we obviously wanted to look in Shawnee, right. but the city seems so receptive. And even now, like that hardware store over there, they're like almost marketing that to breweries. Like the city loves the idea of having, you know, multiple breweries right here. Like they're like, Hey breweries, if you're interested. So it's totally cool because I feel like 10 years ago, the city would have been like, Oh, we do not want, you know, just drinking along our, you know, downtown area. And now they're like, this is awesome. These people are cool. They're not just drinking. They're buying shit. They're, yeah, they're coming back. They're, they're coming to our events. Fun, funny story. So one of our uh, crafted culture brewing in, uh, uh, what was he, Ohio? Outside Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. It's so funny. He posted something today. And he's been open, I don't know, four Fe- months. Well, he, he opened February 1st. Yeah, yeah. He's been start, hit, start of Black History you know, Month. Yeah. Uh, one of the few black-owned breweries in, in Ohio. And he posted this picture today. And his son is at the brewery doing his schoolwork on the computer. Yeah. And he put, he put on it. The, the teacher was like, are you your dad's bar? <laughs> the, the, his son was like, no, it's a brewery. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. You know, and once, you know, the people who, you know, make these approvals, you know, because mm-hmm. I work in city government, understand it's not a bar. Yeah. It's a no. different animal than a bar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I th- and, and once they get that, this is a community place. This is not. Yeah. No, I mean, on a Sunday afternoon, it is not uncommon to have five six seven eight children yes running around yeah. our space yeah it's it's not like a place you go to get hammered no. and stumble out of like right, right. six dollar full pours like you know you're not drinking a ton of those yeah financially well i mean you're here to enjoy the quality not necessarily yeah. the quantity i did have a guy last weekend at windship <laughs> he came in he came from one of the hotels whatever he said give me the lightest thing you got you know, we, we had a we you know we had a, a pills. Yeah. And it, I said that's six fifty two. He's like, oh, well, that's expensive beer. I'm like, <laughs> I said, wait till you taste it. He's like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. And he came back and had several more. I'm like, welcome to the craft beer world. Yeah, it's You'll different. <laughs> yeah, it's different. And that I think is what's so hard for like people like my dad that they've never really experienced or understood the quality perspective. They don't get it. Like they come in somewhere and they're like why are these people here? Like, what are they doing? Right. What are, like, why is this a destination for their day? You know, it's almost like a winery type experience. Yes, yes. Or going to a barbecue place. Well, it's, it, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. It, it is a craft, right? I mean, there's, it is. there's yeah, a reason yeah. that word is there. Yeah. yeah. It's a craft. It's That's how I liken it thing. for him. I'm like, dad, I know that when you're out and about at a different, you know, area, you go to wineries. It's the same concept. The same concept. He doesn't yeah. quite get it because he's so used to Michelob and Bud Light. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, PBR and all the shit that they drink as kids. They don't quite understand how beer is a craft. But yeah. it is, and it's it's super cool. It's, you know, it's, I, you know I'm a, I'm a fanboy of the craft beer industry anyway. Um, so, you know, we love what you're doing. Yeah. We love Nick. <laughs> Fanboy Nick definitely loves. I gotta go in the back and get him some some beers. Yeah, so. <laughs> for the mystery bag. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, like, I gotta get some merch. I gotta buy some merch while I'm here. You should. You know, it's funny because you know my service, my hats that I buy from here. Everybody want the pink hat. Yeah. People love the pink hat, and I bought. People steal my hats. Because I, can I have? It's a hat. You can have. I can buy another hat. So, I think I'm in in line for another because I that. I've given away three, and wow. I don't have because I love I love pink. Yeah. I'd be repping my, my pink shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you're not a hat guy, but you need you need a service. No, hat. I, I can't. My head, my weird noggin doesn't pull off. Well, the I also hat feel well. like hats and glasses are hard. Like for me personally, yeah. I feel like hats. I got and glasses a weird noggin. It's it's big. It's long. It's weird. It's all that brain matter in there. All right. that gray matter. Like, like like I'd like I'd like to say that, but I try not to lie on this podcast. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> you just did. So what's 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 the plan? What's uh what's in store for service brewing in 2021? You know, when we <laughs> when we started 2020, we had this like whole plan of like we were going to travel and go to regional festivals and start like sharing our beer with, you know, Arkansas and Oklahoma right. and just areas that were close enough to take like a day trip. 
and then COVID happened and it was like, right. mm, Vision 2020 is not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, I mean, I think our plan is to sort of try to get more back to normal where we're not offering quite as much to go in can form, still crowler form, but just more, you know, tap room releases, right. society memberships where you actually come in, events where you're physically in the tap room. I think we're going to try to get back to, which is super exciting because I love seeing people. So right, right, right. The last year where they pull up to the curb, while I appreciate that they're buying the beer yeah. in their trunk, yeah, you don't get to weird. have that yeah. experience yeah. or that conversation yeah. about what they liked or what they didn't like. You know. So yeah, how pa- exciting is that right now? When as you know, the mask ordinances are being lifted. I have people seen are coming in. people that I have not seen in a yeah. year that I'm like, hey. How are you? What have you been up to? I what mean, beers I haven't have seen you, liked? you, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you since 2019, I guarantee you. Uh, you yeah. were on lockdown because the wifey was like, nope. Totally on lockdown, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, I, I feel you. Yeah, she's, she's, she's more receptive to me hanging out with people now. Okay, good, good. So <laughs> how, how does somebody become like a society member? Is that still a thing? Yeah, I mean, you just have to buy like a taproom membership, but... You know, our first taproom membership was mostly like bottles right. and to-go beer, which had nothing to do with COVID. But then COVID happened, and so we were like, let's do a taproom membership that actually encourages people to come in. Right. So now there's like discounts on, you know, full pours, and there's a monthly society member beer that you get for a discounted price. So we're just really trying to emphasize on-site consumption type events now. So... I, I, I want to skip this part. Aaron's Craft Soda. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Because yeah. I, I started the Sun Soda when you guys did the soft openings before, before there was anything in here. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Such how, What's been the reception for those? You know, I am shocked when I come in on, like, a Monday, and I'm like, holy shit, we sold a shit ton of soda. So we, we've got, at this point, we have like six or seven basically base sodas that we try to have all the time. So right. you got like your strawberry, your orange, your right, root beer. Right. And so we have those. We try to keep them in cans. We have the root beer on tap all the time now. That's one of the reasons that we added the extra 10 taps so we could have the root beer on tap because people were like, I want the root beer. And you're right. like, man, you want the root And root beer is a, it's a flavor you don't want going into your beer tap line. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this one, we have a agree. dedicated root beer tap. Um, but, I mean, we just continue to, to try new flavors, and if they're, like, super popular, we just add them to the lineup. But they're a ton of fun. Like, people, I am continually impressed with the number of people that come in here and just get soda or get soda for their kids or they bring their kids in here just for that. and their kids are drinking the yeah. soda. Like it's a it's a really cool experience that I'm really proud that we offer. Well, it's it's funny because the first time I met Aaron, he's a little guy. Uh-huh. Now he's like six eight. He's six two. <laughs> We're closing up, but how old is he? <laughs> he's fourteen. He's That's 6'2". my point. Yeah, he's he almost all of a sudden 15. became this man. Oh yeah. What does he think about how this has been all Yeah, uh, so we've been talking about the transition from Aaron's craft soda to Dylan's craft soda as Aaron transitions into adulthood, because I feel like eventually Aaron is going to want to be more involved in the beer side, Right. and Dylan, who is three, will eventually want to, because Aaron was probably six when we first brewed our first soda. Yeah. So we've kind of talked about, you know, what that looks like, that transition, but the logo for Aaron's craft soda is like a bow tie, which is totally Aaron. He was very much into, like, the bow tie, that that was his thing. So it'll definitely be, like, a bit of an identity shift when we get there. But for now, I mean, he still, he has all kinds of ideas about things we should do. We did that uh, ghost pepper root beer. That was totally his idea. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Right. Yeah, 14-year-old boy. He's like, yeah. (laughs) So he has more ideas that... Now that things are getting a little bit easier with COVID, I would love to have him yeah. in and yeah. get him to come up with some unique ideas and some more no, fun those ideas. Those sodas are great. If you've, if you haven't had those sodas, Nick, I have not. You know, I, is I, this going to like up my fanboy game? Yeah. Well, yeah. there's no caffeine and it is all natural sugar, yeah. so it's not like we're using like citric acid and stuff like that. Yeah. 
and so. you know, and not. But it's soda. Yeah, but it's delicious soda though. You know, we have a lot of people that mix them with liquor, like rum. Oh, I could totally oh, see that. Yeah, <laughs> I could totally see that. So right up your alley. Oh put it in that, yeah. Put it in that smoker, that cocktail smoker you have. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm I'm a little excited. I can tell. <laughs> so Courtney, tell people where they can find you on the socials. Oh yeah, just our Facebook. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. Um, those are probably our most prevalent. We also update the website, Untapped, all those things. Nick, yeah. where can they find us? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also watch us on YouTube, Vimeo, even the Book of Faces. We're there. The We're Book everywhere, man. What else? You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff, hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.